Welcome to Women Winning It Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. This show is brought to you by Your Writing Table, where we help you tell your story, your way, in your words. This show has been developed to discuss the behind the scenes of the book writing journey and the writer's experience. We talk about things such as inspiration for your story, what was your writing process like, do you have some editing experiences you want to talk about we dive into all those types of topics and more our goal is to provide inspiration motivation and encouragement and to break down the myth that writing a book is impossible if this is your first time joining us again my name is chelsea and i am a published author editor and the owner of your writing table which provides full service book writing consulting editing and publishing services i've been writing and editing for over 20 years and i promise you i eat sleep and breathe writing and editing i promise you i do it's it's my second language (laughs) for all our returning (laughs) listeners thank you for being part of our podcast family we appreciate you we thank you and keep the support and the questions and the topics all of that keep them coming guys we love it and we appreciate y'all so much last but not least thank you to our partners who support us financially and help us to continue creating quality content and to provide a platform for women writers to share their writing journey promote their books their brands and their businesses if you would like to be a partner please click on the link at the end of the episode notes for more information and now let's get into today's episode welcome listeners welcome welcome and of course y'all you know we have got another amazing episode for you um it's of a sensitive and serious nature but it's still good oh my gosh so this past weekend i had the pleasure of attending a workshop and it was a grief and a healing workshop and i was um, one of the speakers on the panel because i have experienced um death loss and we were talking about grief and how to process it you know what we need to do to work through it and of course being a writer yes it comes easy for me to journal but i know it's not always easy for others and sometimes even those of you that are listening that are writers even when you're going through a difficult times such as losing a loved one you may not want to write about it you may not want to talk about it you may not want to do anything right like it's just taking everything for you to process well on today's show we're going to talk with um a young lady who has written a book on grief how to process it you know um the things that come with it and she's going to talk about her book plus also help us give us some tips and tools on what we can do um you know to work through our grief process whether it be through writing or you know other things other methods so without further ado please help me welcome Don Cochran King to the show. Welcome, Don. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're just going to dive right in again. Um, I've kind of given a brief introduction, but please tell us a little bit about yourself and your book called Survivor's Nuggets. I'll be happy to. Well, I am a bereavement ministry director, former bereavement ministry director, so that's where I get a lot of my experience from, as well as a former hospice volunteer. 
And every time I went out to uh, see a patient, to see a family who was grieving, I went with the thought that I was going to help someone else. I was going to encourage someone, be there for someone, bring them a meal, just sit and listen to them. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, each time I left, I wound up coming home and journaling about it because they dropped some nuggets for me. Mm. They, they would give me something, yes, they would give me something that I would remember. And so that's where the title of the book comes from. And the substance of the book is a combination of all of those journal entries that I made over, ooh, 15, 20 years um, of experiences, my own family, friends, church members, fellow church members, and so forth. So that's where the inspiration for the book came, was to share what I've learned, because so often we just talk about what hurts us. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a book that would help people. Of course, it's a sad time. It's, 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 there's a time to cry about it, and that's normal. But I wanted them to be able to find hope at the end of it. Yeah. Or, I, or should I say in the midst of it. Yeah. And when you're dealing with grief, it's, it's hard to find the hope sometimes, you know, um, you're focusing so much on the situation, you know, you lost that loved one, um, you know, and then it's like hope, where do we find hope? You know, my family member right. is gone, my friend, you know, or whoever it is that you lost. Um, just in general, there's different types of grief, correct? I mean, yes, there's, we lost a family member yes. or a loved one, but we can also grieve things right or situations things that happen in our lives experiences yes absolutely so when when i talk about the stages of grief it really applies to all types of losses this particular book is really just dealing with death and um but as you said there are all types of losses and i find that people they go through the same stages um, when they go through a loss, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a loss of a friendship, a loss of a job, loss of a home. I mean, any loss you can possibly think of, um, people are going to grieve over it. It's just the grief is going to be different for each person and because of the, maybe the relationship they had with the person or the relationship they had with the job itself. A lot of people identify with their jobs, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. I, I, say, I say that to say, I always tell people who are grieving, you know what, I know it's difficult, but there will come a day, and it depends on where they are in, in that stage. Did the person just pass away, or did they just lose their job, or has some time passed? If some time has passed, and I feel like it's appropriate, or they're asking questions that lead me to answer this way, and I'm telling them, let's try to figure out some new traditions. Okay, so you lost your sister, and this mm -hmm. is the things you used to do with her. So what are some new things you can do that will honor the memory of her and the honor the traditions you used to have, but you're building something new with someone else? Mm. See, what we do is really a good example for other people. It's like, wow, you know, she's doing that in honor of her sister. Of course, there are going to be days, I don't know how many years pass by, that you'll feel sad and you'll cry because that person isn't physically here. But if a, if a person can see you as an example to say, but now she started this group and she gets together with people and they do some of the things she used to do with her sister, but she's encouraging other women. Mm -hmm. And that gives you, that's where some of the hope comes in because life will never be the same. And I think people need to realize, stop trying to make it the same because it never will be, but it doesn't mean that your life is over. 
it means you need to, to create new traditions, like I said, create newness, whatever that is, whatever that new normal, you know, we always yes, talk about uh-huh. the new normal. Mm-hmm. You have to embrace the new normal. And sometimes you've got to create it for yourself. Definitely. I agree. So now would you say that journaling or some type of writing, just some form of writing is a good way for someone to begin working through grief? Yes, absolutely. I always encourage that. And if if I'm not mistaken, a lot of your listeners are writers. Yes. So it may come easy for them, just as you were saying earlier in the intro. So for them, this might be an easy thing. Just to pick up a journal and start writing and it doesn't have to be perfect you know it's not kind of the same thing our editors tell us stop worrying about making it perfect get all your thoughts down on paper get all your thoughts down in a file on the computer I'll edit it later so I tell them the same thing with journaling whatever you're feeling that day just go for it just go for it just write it out write out what you did and you'll be surprised when you start writing and journaling you'll be surprised how many details you actually include in that journal entry. So six months from now, one month from now, a year from now, you go back and read it. You're like, wow, I'm experiencing that all over again, but I'm so much further along in this walk, in this journey, you know, of of grief. I can experience this a different way now. It's not as hard, although it's still sad, it's not as hard. But so for those people who who may be listening who aren't writers, or for the writers out there who have friends that you want to encourage and they don't like writing, they're not really going to embrace journaling. So what I say to them is get your phone or any other device that you can record on and say it, just record it. Oh, that's good too. Mm-hmm. You know, right, record it. I'm, I'm getting something in my throat. Hang on one second, I need water. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I apologize. But yeah, just say it into a recorder and save those recordings just like you would your journal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and listen to it later yeah and that's yeah. also yeah that's definitely a good way to um release you know any feelings that you may be holding on to you know um a way of expression and i also know people um have begun they've become poets you know they started writing poetry you know, to express how they were feeling, Um, you know, and they said they maybe couldn't write, I guess maybe their thoughts specifically like today just wasn't a good day or, you know, to actually write maybe in a story form, but they wrote it in the form of a poem and that helped them out a lot as well. Yeah, that's still losing my voice. Worst time to lose my voice, right? I know. Um... (laughs) so listeners as she is getting some water really quickly um just take the advantage excuse me take the opportunity to express yourself however you feel comfortable journaling does not have to be just um you know story form or to you know like i was just saying today is not a good day or i didn't feel well you know you can turn it into a poem you know some people like to draw you know there's um adult coloring books that they have now that people are using to help with their expression and to help them work through situations so don't ever feel like you've got to just stay bottled up and closed up you know when you're experiencing grief there's writing can take place in many different forms for you to be able to express yourself exactly and I'm glad you said that about the the drawing 
because I spoke to one person who is really into painting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and she good. said that helped her when she, yeah, when she lost her father. And she said that was such a good way to just express herself and get out, you know, some of those feelings. <clears throat> Sometimes when we talk to people who are really close to and we've lost a loved one, it's difficult to be maybe as candid because you already have a relationship with that person. It's really good to to try and find an, a, 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 there a support group or a counselor because now you've got people who are completely objective. Yeah. They're not going to be on your side. They don't have any preconceived notions about who you are. They're just there to listen and lend some advice. <clears throat> and it's really amazing what happens then because people who are grieving just want to be heard. True. They yeah. don't always want to be talked to, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And counselors, I facilitated uh, grief support groups through the hospice facility that I volunteered for. And we <clears throat> we talked to people who were children of very young ages, to teenagers, young adults, and then older adults. It was amazing how many of the older adults were there to either support their uh, child or grandchild who lost someone significant, like a parent or a sibling. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Well, I'm just, I'm just here because it was really highly suggested by the school counselor or whomever that I that I grieve the children." And by the then by the time we finished the first discussion, because we did this for about six weeks at a time, and by the time we finished the first discussion, the parents and the grandparents realized they needed it too. So sometimes we think we have it all together, but you have to find someone, even if it's not formal counseling. You have to find someone who's going to be an objective ear to just listen to you. And you'd yes. be surprised. I think people would be surprised how much more they talk about than if they were talking to their best friend. Although that's always good, too. That can be good, too. Right. Um, yeah. But I think I think it's good to find somebody who's objective. I agree. And, you know, you bring up a good point that you talked about um, hospice. And that's something that people uh-huh. may... Uh, overlook you know um, because the person Uh is not 100% gone however the transition is beginning however that can still be very traumatic I know my father he uh, died of cancer Uh and when we had to put him in hospice it was very difficult to watch him transition you know as he you know as his body was um, you know just shutting down and that that uh, particular the hospice experience, I'll call it that, um, that can be very traumatic just as the actual loss of the person, you know, when they are actually gone. Um, and so would you recommend also writing about those experiences, you know, what it's like the before stage? Oh, sure. Because there are so many different types of loss. This was someone who who had the opportunity to, to kind of prepare for it, mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't have gotten like the shock. They, you know, that if, if it's somebody who dies like suddenly, there's an accident, there's some shock involved and a little bit more anger involved in those kinds of deaths, you know? But when it's hospice, they're there to just make that person feel as comfortable as possible. And the goal is for them to not die alone or in pain. So I think it's a little bit easier on the family when they can go through that. Although it's traumatic, like you said, you're still watching the loved one deteriorate, you yes, know, uh-huh. and just kind of lose who they were. You kind of see them changing through the process, you yes. know. But I think it's important for people to learn more and more about hospice. I think some people fear that and they're like, no, I just want to be home. But some people, depending on their condition, they can actually, and the circumstances, you know, around the home, 
they can have hospice uh, services right there in the house so that they never have to leave their home. So there's all kinds of things. I think it's just the more we educate ourselves and the more we come to understand what that means, um, it's, it's just it's easier on the family. No, I think I answered your question. No, yes, you did. Yeah, definitely so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. So when you, okay. um, and I definitely agree because when okay. hospice, you do have time to prepare versus when my husband right. passed away, he died suddenly. It was not expected. And so that's right. definitely a lot more difficult to deal with. Um, like you said, a car accident or, you know, something happens that was not expected. And then the, the family right. has to deal with, I didn't get to say goodbye. You know, I didn't get the last words or, you know, whatever it is that, mm-hmm. you know, happens, you know, prior to that. And so um, I know I encouraged my kids to write. I don't care if it's just a poem or draw a picture, you know, something to, um, like you said, to release and to not hold on to it because you got to be able to get, just get those feelings out, get them out with writing. I'm glad. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead. ahead. No, I'm I'm glad you, um, you mentioned your children because, um, I forget what ages, I know we talked before and I forget what ages they are, but children, they, uh, the younger they are, especially they go through grief in stages. And I'm not talking about the stages of grief themselves. As they continue to develop and mature, they grieve all over again because now they can understand things differently. Yes, that's true. My son... A child who loses someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh He was five when his father passed away. And so it was much different at five because he didn't really understand, okay daddy's not here anymore you know why is he Uh why isn't he coming home you know it's trying to explain it but then because he passed away in the hospital but then when the day of the funeral came and he had to actually unfortunately he saw dad in the casket they had not closed it Uh yet by the and he caught a glimpse of it that was what really took him over the top and then we had to work through all of those things. So um, he is in therapy now and he is working with Good. someone, um, you know, to help him through. He's 12 now. Um, and so he's working okay. through it. Um, some days he don't want to talk about it at all. Other days he'll ask questions. So I just let him. Okay. I try to give him that space. He doesn't really want to do any right. writing. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I don't want to write about it, mom. Okay. No, don't want to do any writing. He'll just <laughs> talk about it. And, you know, the therapist told me, just let him kind of freely move through it as he, as his mind processes it, you know? Um, and she said, if you see something drastic coming out of it, you know, then, you know, we'll address it then. But yeah, writing, he's like, right. no, not doing any writing, mom. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> so you know what I suggest? Cause, and, and that's understandable. A lot of kids don't want to do that. So here's what I would suggest, because I was going to say he could write, you know, dad a letter. I didn't realize it's been seven years. So he's 12 now. Um, what I would say is have them, have them write a letter, especially the ones that say, I didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't get to see him one last time, you know is to write a letter and just write down the things that you wish you could have told him that day. Hmm, okay. And then I would, yeah, and then and then if he doesn't want to do the writing, then I would say, but do some journaling for him. And he doesn't have to know about it. It's just whatever conversations that you or you have, or maybe he shares something that he talked about with the sibling or the counselor, you just kind of journal yourself and say, 
he told me this today, you know, and dated. And then continue to do that. And as he gets older, let him see how he's progressed. Mm. You know, and you can even go back and remember some of the things that happened when he was five. Mm, yeah. And I know I'm talking specifically about you, but I hope we're helping, you know, the listeners too. But I think um, if you did that, and you know, when he was five years old, this is what happened when you were five. You can, you can kind of write it as a letter to him saying, this is how you responded and these are the things you said. Then when you turned six and you went to first grade, this is what you said, and you wish dad was there, you know, to take you to first grade for the first time. Whatever your experience of experiences have been and continue to do that um, until you get to the point where you think he might want to read it or hear you read it to him. Oh, yeah, that's an excellent I think idea. that's really good. I think that's good. Yeah, I think it'd be good for both of you because it doesn't sound like he wants to record it either. I think that's, you know, yeah, no. Really want to talk about it. You know, that's up to him. He'll talk to you when he wants to, but you can record for him like in your own journal, you know, a journal just for him. Okay, well, that's definitely an excellent idea. Listeners, I hope you gathered that nugget as well. Um, You know, if you have small children that are going through the grieving process, that that is an option for you um, so that you can help your, you know, both of you can work through that process together, which will be really, really good. So before we wrap up, when you're not counseling, when you're not helping others, just one little fun fact, you know, what's one thing you like to do in your, you know, in your downtime? When it's just you and you're just kind of oh relaxing. <laughs> I like to binge watch certain shows and movies and just laugh with my husband. Yeah, that's the, that's one of the things I do in my downtime. I love that. <laughs> no, because we watch. need that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I absolutely <laughs> love that. <laughs> well, yes. thank you. And, and, and my family, my, my family laughs at me. I really like to watch like the Rocky movies. Oh yeah, years, I'll watch them all over again, and I know all the dialogue, and I can imitate him, but I won't do it now. And I can imitate no. him, so that's just one little, one little quirky <laughs> thing about you know we have to laugh too. Yeah, we have to laugh the time to cry, right? <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being our guest on our show today. Um, before we go, how can listeners connect with you and get a copy of the book? Okay. Well, you can connect through my website. It's called thejourneylessons.com. Thejourneylessons.com, just like it sounds. Um, I also have a Journey Lessons Facebook group. So you can contact me there. The book is available at Amazon and everywhere where you can get books um, online. You can order the book. It's available in ebook and then paperback. So, and then you can, like I said, you can contact me there. And all of my links are on the website. Perfect. Social media. Perfect. Perfect. And listeners will make sure to include her information in the episode notes as well uh, for you to be able to access at your leisure. Well, thank you again, uh, Don King for being our guest on today's show. Listeners, I hope that this has helped you. And if you are wondering how to work through grief and how writing can help you, I hope you will listen to this episode and share it with others, please, that might need this information as well. So until next time, keep winning at writing. And everyone be blessed. Bye for now.